I'm Sharon Betters, and you are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And I'm so glad you've joined us for our continuing series, Treasures Along the Way. Our guest writer is, yes, my husband, Chuck. And today's devotional is called The Marriage from Hell Made in Heaven. Today's treasure is Hosea 1, verse 2. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. Reading the prophets in the Old Testament can become painful if you are looking for hope and the sentimentalism of a God of love and mercy. But wait, as I began studies in Hosea, I was quickly reminded at how the love of God can get lost in the muck and mire of his judgments upon a nation steeped in idolatry. Chapter after chapter reverberates with the message that God is ticked at the nation of Israel that had bowed its knee to Baal. Verse after verse, like a dripping faucet, warns of the wrath of God, where he says in essence, because you have done that, I will do this. Is there anything in this little book of Hosea that gives hope? Hosea was a northern prophet where he spent anywhere from 30 to 50 years preaching to a nation that only had a short time to live. In fact, at the close of Hosea's ministry, Assyria invaded Israel and deported most of them and then intermarried with the rest to dilute any vestiges of Israel's monotheism. They became the Samaritans of the New Testament, despised by the Jews, considered to be half-breeds, and called the dogs. Hosea's Israel can be described as Charles Dickens did in The Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. They had a booming economy, a powerful army, and had secured many of the lands around them. They had a deadly flaw. They sought to merge their faith in Yahweh with the religions of their neighbors who worshiped Baal, the nature God who promised them good crops, bountiful food supplies, and material prosperity. Israel bought in to that lie and eventually melted into the slime of idolatry. In order to preach his message, Hosea was instructed by God to become a living sermon illustration of God's infinite love by marrying a whore named Gomer. This woman would devastate Hosea's life over and over again by rejecting his love and returning to her role as a sacred prostitute. She and Hosea conceived one child together while she and other men conceived two others. The names she gave them serves as a backdrop to the rest of the book. A son named God Will Judge, a daughter named No Mercy, and a son named Not My People. Talk about depressing. Loose living abounded. We read of drunkenness in Hosea 7 verses 3 through 7, armed robbery, adultery, and murder. The leadership of the nation was corrupt as we read in numerous places throughout Hosea. The underlying cause of all this was corrupt religion. People worshiped the Baals. This meant sexual deviance cloaked the worship of Yahweh. They consulted spirits and imbibed drugs. The people must repent and turn to God as we read in Hosea 6 and live in mercy and righteousness. 
but they will never do so voluntarily. They must be chastised, and then there will be a way for their returning and finding salvation. The age was characterized by violent crime, religious compromise, and hypocrisy, ungodly alliances with heathen nations, open acceptance of sexual sin that called evil good and good evil, social injustice, political division, and selfish arrogance that marked them as a nation in love with idolatry and a social injustice where the faithful were the persecuted ones. Oh, friends, can you see the parallels to our own nation today? How have we allowed the pagan culture around us via spiritual osmosis to slip into our churches? This is a warning to believers today. We must never allow the teachings of the Bible to pass through our minds without allowing them to change our lives. Otherwise, if we permit these teachings to hit against our hearts, but not to change our lives, we develop spiritual calluses. Our end will be as inevitable as Israel's. Our enemy, Satan, would soon sweep into our lives and entangle us in the chains of this world. As was true for Israel, we have a way of escape. It is through repentance and the applying of God's word to our lives. Oh, there is so much more to this little book that is rich with repeated judgment warnings, but even greater is the powerful description of God's broken heart and unending love for his people. Oh, Father, may we learn from those who came before us. May we experience your unending love for us, even when we repent of those times we choose sin over your righteousness. Yes, I think I see some parallels to our culture today, and it is heartbreaking, isn't it? And yet the Lord gives us help and hope. And friends, we pray for revival. We are praying for the Holy Spirit to open up hearts, to take the blinders off of our eyes. And it has to start in the church. It has to start with you. It has to start with me. And so I pray that you will Join me in praying for revival, or maybe I am joining you. Maybe you have been praying for a long time. Well, friends, I hope that you were encouraged by hearing about the treasures along the way that helped turn my heart toward Jesus in remarkable ways. And I pray that as you're hearing about my own journey, that you are thinking about your journey and you're thinking about the treasures that God has given to you. And maybe you haven't even thought of them that way. But we pray that you will start journaling them. Just jot them down. Even go back in your memories and jot down those memories. Because someday you're going to pull that planner out or that journal and look at that list. And it's going to be at just the right moment when you need to be encouraged. And you know, when you send us a comment about Daily Treasure, you're sending us a comment at just the right moment. You are telling us that God is using this work to help encourage you, that we are part of equipping and enabling you to walk by faith wherever he has placed you. So will you consider sending us that treasure of encouragement? Uh, leave a comment at helpandhopenow.org. That's helpandhopenow.org. And when you do, we're going to put your name in a, a drawing and we're going to pick out three winners. And this month, in keeping with the start of a new year, we're going to send you two copies of the Treasures of Encouragement Planner, one for you and one for a friend. So make sure to go to helpandhopenow.org and leave a comment and we'll be in touch at the end of the month if you're one of the winners. I'm Sharon Batters. Thanks so much for joining us and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.